Hey everybody, welcome to the Combo Wombo Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Gimpy, and next to me, as always, is the bearded one, the chipped monk. And hey, man. bro, <laughs> what's happening? Bro, uh, we were just talking right before this, and I didn't realize it's only been a few months from the start of the growth of your epic beard. Like, yeah. I was, you're like, man, that things get long. I was like, yeah, I think I was like back in May or something. Uh, when I was like completely shaved off and like, you know, it's a crazy amount, like seven months is a long time, but this is, you know, is this, this the is longest your beard's bit. ever been? Uh, it's closing in on it. I think I've had it like a little bit longer. All right. So anybody, but, anybody like, listening on, uh, <laughs> on, on the audio, uh, chip chips beard is, is going from like his chin to what, like the top of your chest. Or so, yeah, a little like, like middle of my chest, mid, mid chest. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's 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 so you, you usually wear dark clothes on uh, on the on the video thing. So I, I I guess I haven't noticed how epic it's getting until like you yeah. got up, you got up to grab coffee, and you sat down, and I was like, holy shit, this man is young Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, it's nuts, dude. But yeah, man. Yeah, hope you guys enjoy soda can next to it for uh... here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about as big as a soda can or it's yeah, a little it's, longer. It's, yeah. It's the banana for scale, you know. <laughs> yeah, banana for scale. <laughs> but yeah, bro, how you been, man? How's how's life? How's the game game dev journey? It's been great. Uh yesterday I didn't get much done, I would say this whole week. I've been a little uh burnt out. Like I that's why I did like bike and vibe just to like uh reset. Uh Sorry. and then this whole week I've just been getting used to being back at work because <laughs> I had like a little extended vacation. Uh, I did my vacation before that where like I, all I did was that uh, game that uh, was it called like Epic Explosion Dinosaur Game <laughs> or whatever. Uh, people started giving me comments on that. I found that uh, that was pretty rewarding. Oh, sweet. People were like, this game's awesome. And I'm like, yes, I did it. <laughs> this is the only feedback I want. Let's be real. I'm an egotistical uh, maniac. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, dope, dude. Congrats. Uh, yeah, Congrats. And other people were like, oh, is there any reason to fight people instead of just, you know, getting the items? I'm like, there's, yeah, there's not. Uh, I was like, you yeah. get experience, you level up. Uh, that helps boost your base strength. And I think you get more gold. No. I took. I didn't put that in because I was like, golden. "Yeah, I was gonna no, say no." No, I, <laughs> no. I what I did was added a modifier to the gold you pick up. So every level you go up, like everything doubles basically. Okay. Okay. Uh, I used the Pokemon algorithm for, <laughs> and I think theirs is like every four levels, everything doubles the cost of. So okay. like your XP you need when you get to like level six or seven in that game, like you now it takes like four thousand XP instead of two thousand. Sure. Uh, okay. And then, like you know, when you get to twelve or thirteen, then it's you know eight thousand, and then sixteen. Yeah, you know, yeah, it doubles okay. up. It ex- it's an ex- exponential curve. So eventually, it just gets too convoluted where you can't win. I assume. Uh, I yeah, haven't played yeah, yeah. it. That- I think the longest I played my own game was for like a couple of hours. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I, mean, I didn't run into it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I would say yeah. like it. It goes long enough where you will naturally get bored of it if you're having a good time with it. So yeah, yeah. Did you? Or would you? Will you ever go back to it, or is that complete at the moment? Would you say? I think that one's just complete. That was just to learn G develop, and I yeah. learned a ton doing that. Yeah. Uh, usually, like what I end up doing for a lot of 3D projects is I'll make it in 2D first. Mm-hmm. So before I was using Construct Three like the demo version because yeah. I was like, you can get down an idea within like, you know, a hundred events, basically like uh, the concept of it. So yes. I would go on my laptop and I would like put it out real quick on paper, basically uh, in a 2d demo. I'm like, all right, how would this work together to accomplish the the core mechanic of my game? And yeah. I would take that uh, and then I'd start making it in unity usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think G develops my no uh, go to, to like, knock out like quick prototypes yeah uh, that's just kind of like my workflow where it's like I, I like to take an idea and get it working as soon as possible but that's yeah awesome, man it's dude. uh so i don't know this week i haven't been doing anything except thinking about like the herculean task of uh working on the rest of my game yeah and i yeah uh i want to thank you but also say fuck you to you uh gippy <laughs> okay all right uh getting me to uh put a controller uh, for that game it, <laughs> yeah it is great it makes me feel like uh i'm making video games finally 
Because yes. before I just use like keyboard and mouse. Right. But now every game I make going forward has to have controller support now. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. I'm like, damn it. I like this is good, but I, I need to be able to play this with a controller. Like, right, right. Something about having that uh, that tactile feel of having a controller just makes it just elevates your own project a little more. I always felt, yeah, because um, you know it it, it uh, spurs that that little kid in me who you know dreamed of working for Sega, who then dreamed to you know make his own games. You know, it's it's like uh, one thing. I have a Genesis replica controller, you know, behind me. And um, whenever I make a platformer or something, um, I would always pull that controller out and play it with that because it's something about that, you know, the holding this Genesis Six button that really puts me in the mood to play a game, you know. So yeah, man. So You're it's it's out insane. there making games. Yeah, bro. Uh, so I, I did show you a little preview of what I've been working on. So Chip's the first person. Actually, you, see, you saw you've seen what I'm working on before my wife, dude. <laughs> like, okay, like, it's, it's big. It's big. It's uh, huge. Well, like uh, we've said this before, it's like. You can show like really basic stuff to like somebody else who understands what you're doing yes. and they are incredibly impressed by it because they understand like how much, how work, much work is actually, yeah. uh, where, like I said, like the biggest comments I got, like on my whole finished ass game was like, nice. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like, this is so much, yeah. this is like, you know, 80 hours of my life and you're just like, yeah, cool. I just appreciate right. that they even took time to comment like on something, right. you know, like for sure. For sure. Uh, whereas like, if you, you can give like another developer, like, just like a bare bones prototype room and you're like, oh, this is what I'm working on. And like, you can extrapolate. You visualize. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, I can see like what you're doing here and what you're going for. And like the, everything seems to line up. Like you somehow like show me one prototype where things were working good. And then yeah. later on, you showed me a further prototype where everything was broken. And yes. <laughs> you had yes. broken like everything that you had made. And I was like, that's just part of the process. Like I get <laughs> it. Is, it, is, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so where I am now. Um, so, so Chip got to see a preview of what the detention room uh, will look like uh, for my game. Uh, it's like a really good. General, you, can, you can see the general art design that uh, I'm going for. Just era. Um um, you know, we'll we'll show it on the pod once I'm a little more uh, in depth. I think once the map is complete, I will show it on the pod along with. I still have to show you the main character. Um, uh, I'm redesigning him. I'm making the pixel art myself for that. Uh, it's, it's just a you know I could get an asset or do something, but um, I I, I want to take that challenge on because I want to make the characters and I want to make the boss characters myself. Because yeah. I if I get assets, sure, then I could edit those, but. Uh, um there's there's something in my head that i want to just get out you know and no yeah. matter how long it takes to animate and get it done i want to i want to take on that task so it so, also um, ends up what i have found is being even more work sometimes when you get like an asset because uh, for your particular type of game you want to add like custom animations and stuff so yes. it's like you'll you'll get something and you'll be like oh i can't use like half of this and now i have to actually like recreate like uh my own like animations for like getting hit attacking sneaking uh jumping i gotta do like all this anyway and it's yeah. like it's it's less work to just kind of start from like the ground up too sometimes for uh some game mechanics and like what you're trying to do and like yes. you said you're already like messing around like animating and stuff we're using like sprite spriter i was using i was using spriter then i was doing keyframe stuff with uh synfig and uh and I was messing with a sprite as well. Um, it's a million ways. I've seen people do it in like yeah. After Effects. <laughs> like, yep, yep, yep. like I just animate in After well, Effects now, bro. You know, I have a ton of of uh, back in the day Flash experience. You know, I made like I said, I made animations all the time. So I, I even opened up Adobe Animate um, and yeah. did some stuff there. Uh, so you know, I, I have options. Um, I'll probably, I'll probably. Uh, uh, I'm leaning towards keyframing it, but then I'm thinking about it, and a lot of Spriter stuff I could probably purpose and do it that way. So I might, I'm all test Spriter because it'll increase the workflow a bit. So um, whatever you know, man, it's just use the tools yeah, you got. Yeah, I think uh, especially for boss transformation, that'll be just like keyframed. Um, but yeah, yeah, I have some stuff drawn out of how it'll work, so I'll we'll just have to put it to put the pen to pad. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's fun. Like I said, I'm mostly right now uh, grid paper, grid paper level designing right now. Hey, you're um, talking about that, I was impressed. You're like, yeah, I've just been sitting down. You're like, I got most of these levels done. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, cool. You uh, working on that new uh, what's that uh, program uh, LD called? LDTK. Yeah, uh, I was like, you doing an LDTK? You're yeah. like, nah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Great paper. And I was like, yep. oh shit. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh. Uh, especially for, and I think now that you see the level, uh, how I told you how, I was, how I'm like laying it out, it probably makes sense now, right? Like, why yep. I would do it that way? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm excited to show the pod. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I 
we said it before it's a marathon not a sprint you know so yep. Uh, just to let you know, just to prove to Chip, like progress is being made and it's happening. Things are getting done. Yeah, I just, I, I, I'm not as fast as Chip is in, in making these things. So. <laughs> I mean, I just have more hours, and even mm. with that, like it's still, like from like what I've last showed you about. I'll show you what I have after this pot of like my game where I'm at. Sure. Like I basically have just added one extra level, like okay. where I've made like an interior of the office that I'm gonna do. And I got like one level of that done and there's like bare bones, nothing in it. So it's like just rooms. I'm like, all right, I kind of got this layout done. Uh, and then like, we kind of touched on this last part where I was like, oh, now I actually have to add like the puzzle gimmicks to this. Yep. So I like have been going through and like destroying like the rooms that I already made. And I'm like, God damn it. Like all yeah. this work. Uh, so it's like, I spent hours doing it one way. And now I'm like, have to spend hours like just fixing it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I've, I've been using, uh, there's a plugin called uh, Octave, I believe for Unity. Okay. Uh, and that makes level building way easier. Uh, the problem is if you're using like a lot of weird custom 3D models, mm -hmm. uh, they don't necessarily all line up all the time. And that's like what Octave's ah. supposed to do. But the okay. problem is like the built-in Pro Builder. So Pro Builder will snap everything to a grid, but so does Octave and they don't like each other. Because so I'll end up with <laughs> things just like a hair's breadth away, ah. right? And yeah. it is so frustrating to like see like leaking in your level from like these little uh yes. little hair strands but yeah man so that's that's helps speed things up like uh once you get used to your tools like you, you can start like pumping things out like you already have everything laid out on grid paper yeah and that's what i did for that office level i laid it out on paper first yep uh so i have like a little notepad at my work where i just like scribble the uh a moleskin i think people like the the name yeah. branding everyone's yes. familiar with it <laughs> the little pocket moleskin so i just like quickly like sketched out like what a level would look like finished mm -hmm. that threw it on and then i was like this is an office building basically they're the same level every level <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah so then i just like duplicated that and then just moved some things around for like the second level but sure uh but yeah man so i'm probably a lot further than you remember but nothing's yeah. actually gotten done well, I get it. <laughs> I get it. yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah dude that's that's it it's it felt good um just working on it even if it's just grid paper stuff um like i said i was up till 3 a.m last night just just creating man sometimes you get in that zone you look up at the time and you're like what the hell what happens the last four hours it's the time you know, and that's yeah and that's and that's and that's I, I feel that's one of those things where you're definitely in the zone it happens when you're gaming it happens when you're creating stuff um you know different things will spur it on so it's 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 good to get in man i'm I'm hoping to get some more stuff done today um after the kids go to bed uh, uh probably oh, we'll see we'll see i don't want to commit to it on a on a weekend day but uh you know like daily i'm, I'm getting more and more done, thinking so about it man that's all that counts literally the thought that counts you're like ah, I, I try mm -hmm. not to stress about this stuff anymore too where it's like yeah. i think before i'd like i end up like building it up in my head too to like this crazy like mountain from a molehill type of thing yeah uh and it's like you said like once you actually just have time and you start doing it you're like oh yeah this is really fun and easy and then like you're like you look yeah. up at the time you're like oh yeah that all right like pens up like i try to yep. do that where i'm like this is it I, i'm done with this for today and uh it'll be it'll still be there tomorrow boys yeah uh, I, I try yep. to do that with gaming now as well too where it's i think that messes up our buddies because we'll be like gaming on a friday night uh yeah and it's like around yeah. like 9 30 10 i'm like i'm going to bed guys and they're like already bro it's only like 10 at night i'm like bro i'm gonna be up at like 7 a.m if you want to come get up at 7 a.m we can play that the game's still gonna be there and they're like fuck that i ain't getting up that early it's like all right then true, <laughs> each their own, bro like it's, <laughs> the game will still be there tomorrow boys like i don't know it's you're maybe right, i'm just old right. I'm old. I think that's, that's it. it. That's it. Yeah. We, we, we see the beard time lapse. So we, we get an idea. It's been 10,000 years. Yeah, it's been ten, over 10,000 years. <laughs> but yeah, man. Cryo chambered. Yeah, it's it's been good, man. And it's like having that creative uh, aspect of me just kind of being satiated has. Uh, it, it's it's one of those feelings of even if you even if something that i'm working on never sees the light of day i know i'm working on it so i know that the muscle's still being you know uh yeah. worked on so you know, good stuff good stuff i don't know like i would also like you know set expectations accordingly like every game i've thrown out's got like a couple hundred views yeah uh, I, I think like what's helped too is like the podcast it seems like our fans are like going and check out stuff too so yeah appreciate that guys uh, yeah, so. yeah so that helps i don't know uh was it I was watching 
uh, Pokemon explained like how to make like a Twitch following. And she was like, what you want to do is create a blog for two years to build up a following. And I was like, <laughs> this sounds about right, actually. Cause like everybody yeah. else I talked to, they're like, you got to build a following on some other platform and then get them over to Twitch. And like, right. son of a gun, Pokemon right. was right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when someone like her who's made it, you know, just, yeah, makes sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so maybe we need a blog, bro. This is. <laughs> So is that just your low key way of going? Hey, make a blog. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. Dude, we're so fucking lazy. We uh, talked about the to Twitter this. too, man. You know, we talked Twitter about the Twitter. We talked about our icon yeah. and going, "Hey, this is us." <laughs> we haven't done it. We did it. <laughs> That's yeah, all we need. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know what's funny? I I've gotten as far as like like legitimately opening up Twitter and hitting create, but then I'm just like. Eh. <laughs> I got that as far as Facebook goes, like where I went through and I was like, tried to make a page and I was like, this is so confusing. <laughs> like, cause like, it's completely different if you're not a person trying to make a Facebook. Yeah. The danger King Facebook page. It was annoying to make, um, yeah. Sir Solace ended up making that. And, uh, like, so here's, what's interesting. And this is kind of a naming thing. If you guys are making your company or even like game names and stuff, keep in mind that not, you know, uh english you know while m most of the world will can understand a bit bits and pieces of it um you know it's not the main thing so what's interesting is uh danger king uh in it's it seems like uh over in india um donger king is like a, donger is like a name yeah. <laughs> it's like someone's <laughs> name and, and the king is like a, apparently a, a pretty common last name so there are people with our company name as their like real name and they they yeah. like like our page because they're like hey and then they like steal our logo and shit i'm like what the fuck you know? this is like, us now dude <laughs> like, what are you gonna do you know we are legion. i look it up and then it's like it's like people's actual names and stuff i'm like son of a bitch <laughs> you know? i swear that happened to our boy uh hard on the table where he was making a uh i want to say like hearthstone team and they okay. like went through it was like a hearthstone slash streaming team so they went through they created like branding and logos and stuff and like someone else just completely stole their entire name their look yeah. uh everything dude and like uh yeah man it's uh it's weird the internet's weird yeah it's man. like don't yeah. you think i'll notice like if you're using the exact you're same the brand? Yeah. there's yeah. uh uh when i used to put my uh twitch streams on when I used to uh, co-stream on YouTube before I got affiliate, uh, you know, my, my intros to my streams I made, you know, like, yeah. like made the songs, made everything else. Uh, some dickhead tried to copyright strike me. So some dude from, uh, I think it was from like South Africa or something. So then I appealed it to, to YouTube and I even included files and timestamps. I'm like, I made this, here's everything. And then, <laughs> you know, the, it got there. So then I looked on that dude's channel and uh, he was using my song. And I'm like, yeah, you motherfucker, guess what, bitch? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I was petty and copyright strike, strike to fucking everything that dude's ever done. You wouldn't done even know, though, like, if he didn't, like... If he didn't do it, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Like, like, don't don't try and steal my shit, dude. I will be don't way more protective than, than you are, right? Yeah. Right, I was I was about to fly to fucking South Africa and whoop that dude's ass, you know, thing. <laughs> over something trivial. It's not like I make money from it, right? It's, like, that trivial, but it's the thought. It's the yeah. thought of, of someone trying to, to, trying to claim shit that I made is their own i'm like robin fuck, fuck you dude yeah. <laughs> it's fucking rip your throat out <laughs> it's, it's a thing uh, it's even yeah, like man. uh for my <laughs> assets now and stuff where like i try to include credits like in the in my games mm -hmm. that i throw up where i'm like oh yeah this is kind of what i did and this is like what other people have done yes uh, yeah i wish there was uh better tools for it if that makes like there needs to be a notepad that takes the like like the cc by type thing where it's like if i'm trying to give people credit like mm -hmm. make it easier for me like there has to be some sort of like movie style template that like hollywood has figured out right There's where it's like if where i can just drag and drop like names and I'll assets and it'll I just do. create like a nice you know um, credits uh whenever i do well because a lot of our stuff has been custom i've never had to credit anyone yeah. um uh but uh for this one what i'm doing is i'm, I'm keeping on i use notepad plus plus as my notepad and it saves your last uh session automatically so whenever if i'm using an asset i will take that the assets like copyright stuff and just paste it into notepad plus plus so i'll have the guys in, and it's usually formatted by itself because for the C creative commons license you have to have it formatted yeah so it's usually pretty well so i just paste everything there so i know who made what 
yeah. um, including like their contact info and website. And not everything requires you to attribute it, but I'm like, if I if I put stuff out there, I'd like to at least get a shout, you know? Yeah. Um, and my like, plan is to... It's the minimum thing, too, dude. Like, where it's like... Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, not needed, but would be nice as well yeah. for like a lot of like uh, creative common stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Even like uh, graphics for like button prompts and stuff I've been using, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I have an Xbox controller. I need like Xbox controller layouts. And someone's like, here are all the Xbox. It's like, thanks. You saved me like five minutes of my time. I will yeah. spend 10 seconds of it to give you credit, <laughs> you yeah. know, for this. Uh, yep. yep. It's, yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah. It's just really appreciated. Like when you, when people do that, I feel. And I know like 99.9999% of people don't care. They're not going to click those links. They're not even going to look up the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you're the person who made it, you like, you stumble onto it. You're like, oh shit, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My thought too. And, and someone, I, I have another game dev, game dev buddy who, uh, he worked on the Deadpool NES game, mm-hmm. uh, Twin Omega. He was one of the um, devs for it. And, uh, um, they're working on another game now. And all of their stuff was custom, but they, they even attributed it because they used the Ninja Gaiden NES engine for it. Yeah. Um, it was just like a total conversion mod of it. So they, they attributed Tecmo as, you know, <laughs> like the, like the yeah. engine creators and stuff. So I thought I thought that was really cool. So it can also yeah. be like a bit of a, a tip for Tat as well, like where the creator of whatever sees it and then they'll link it on their social media stuff too. They're like, oh man, my thing's being used on this game. Check it out. Yeah, because uh, yeah. like I use like you know dinosaur sprites and stuff, and the guy who created that, he will list on his HIO pages like games that have used his assets that are up. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I haven't like bothered even getting in contact with him or anything, but I was like, oh, I saw that. That's nice. Uh, and I did you know link his stuff from mine. So I'm like, ah, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah so they, they can be creative thing we all we all are in the same community and, and everyone wants everyone else to succeed you know yeah I, no but I, I think it's like you said it's like uh we want everybody else to succeed but if you're like trying to steal from somebody else that's where it's like i'm gonna take this plane to south africa <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find you motherfuckers exactly exactly uh good shit man so let's uh let's let's jump in to uh today's topic man uh, i want to talk about uh news real quick about sony by Bungie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can dump that it happened. That real quick. So, <laughs> That's yeah, it. Yeah, well, like, I think we're what like two weeks late on that right now for the news. Uh, but yeah, it it happened. Uh, I don't. I think people are all like, Sony strikes back. Is it really that big of a deal, right? Bungie has one IP right now. Yeah. Uh, and that's a destiny. destiny yeah. Well, I think they technically have three because I think they still own uh, uh, Myth, and which they're not going to use. They still own Marathon, which they're not going to use. Uh, Oni, they, they, I think they still own, which they're not going to use. So Oni is kind of a garbage game. Wow, wow. Oni, I, I have, said it. I have so much memory, so much good memories of Oni, but okay. <laughs> I have memories of it, but not good ones, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun action game, man. It but, was clunky, uh, dude. You got to look at the time it came out, though. What other yeah. game was yeah. like that? So it's I mean, fine. Yeah. It's fine yeah. for the time. But uh, yeah, man, they have you know one IP. Uh, they paid they paid billions of dollars for one IP. Essentially, like does Bungie make good games? Yeah. So do I mean, like they just didn't want like Microsoft to go back and get them. But I don't think Bungie would ever have gone back to Microsoft because yeah. of they ma- they use them as like a you know halo halo's company and yeah they, they, there was a lot of blad uh blad blad no blood there, well, there was when, uh, there, when there was like partying up like how yeah. it was handled i know like people weren't getting paid people's stock options weren't getting like uh executed properly like even like the composer for like uh halo wasn't getting paid <laughs> that that was, was that was under activision yeah so uh, there was like there, it wasn't microsoft but yeah there's a lot of uh it wasn't handled the best, but it was handled by attorneys because there's so much money yes. a- involved, and that can create a lot of uh, not the best working conditions when like you're trying to go in for a business meeting and everyone has their attorneys there yeah, <laughs> right, present. Right. Where it's like, oh, let's talk about something. You're like, yeah, okay. Am I going to need my attorney for this? And they're like, yeah, you're going to need. <laughs> <In all laughs> you honesty. should bring in. You should bring your attorney in for this one. In my in my previous job. Um, the job was like t- 
talking to lawyers quite a bit. Or if I'm going to meetings, I'd, I'd have to like I'd have to go to court for some things, and I'd have to yeah. like, or you know, usually talk to a lawyer. So after a while, with my own, with like my company's own lawyer, I got a pretty good rapport with them. Yeah. Um, but uh, when it's everyone else's, it's like what the fuck, you know? They always talk and, and like legal speak to each other, and then they they like let you talk to try and like. It's like it's like almost like having to... a translator there, yeah. <laughs> where it's like you're, it's none of us are speaking the same language, and like the lawyers have like their own language that they're going to translate to for everything. Yeah. But um, you know, but Sony buying Bungie, it's news, but it's not. It's not like Microsoft buying Bethesda. It's not like Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. It's, it's like a studio acquisition that um, is big, but it it still it it doesn't make a split a splash like the big ones did. You know, um, I, I I wish Bungie all the best. Like I said, I, I'm not a there's huge nothing Destiny really, fan, but um, I'm I'm not. It doesn't move the move the meter for me. It doesn't. Yeah, and there's the nothing really else tied to it other than this. So it's like I assume it's just going to be business as usual for them with more Destiny content coming out. Yeah, they're basically a Destiny factory at this point. Is uh, my take on it. Uh, but that's what they wanted to do. Though. Yeah. So um, yeah, they want to uh, tell this th- grand this... epic story, and that's what they're doing. So yeah, yeah. So you know, good for them. I, I think uh, using Sony's money for server inf- infrastructure will be huge for them um because that, that's the though, big thing have you a, played playstation pass or whatever playstation now that's a completely different thing though no but i'm saying like if, if anything they're trying to maybe make their move to have like a streaming destiny uh experience uh already, it's already available on streaming experiences though it's on uh, the nvidia shield it's on stadia it's i mean yeah it, so maybe they're trying to move it on it. xbox maybe they're <laughs> trying to make it to playstation exclusive or something I'm going to say their PlayStation streaming is fucking dog shit, dude. Having used it, it's okay. Even when I stream RPGs on there, which is why I got it, which is why I'm happy to pay the money, yeah. the thing would lag out and crash on me, dude. Playing an yeah. RPG, the least intensive uh, <laughs> game type that you could have where it's like latency really doesn't matter. It's like, you right. know, it, you're in there for like an s- interactive story at a certain point. Uh, and yeah. it was crashing during that. Uh, so it would be like, it would bug out. There's no native 1080p if you're not streaming to anything other than a playstation so if you're using like your pc uh to stream games like it would like give you like the fuzzies if that makes sense where like gives you like that weird blocky artifacting uh, and yeah yeah, give you like that every once in a while where it's like buffering weird shit you're like man this is this is not top tier experience for uh (laughs) you know 10 bucks or whatever it is like i'm still paying for like a chump so so. uh (laughs) so Sony bought a company that uh, was working on it that never got complete. So their yeah. their technology for that is about ten to fifteen years behind. And Microsoft yeah. with their Azure platform, which everything else, they're actively developing it, and it's getting better and better. So you you're, you're getting you know like a decade of of uh, innovation with the Microsoft service, which I mean like Sony, it's it's not it's not a big deal for them. But I'm but, but as far as service for Destiny, I mean like like server clusters to have a better multiplayer experience with you know like the Other everyone players. will have a server near them you know so you can yeah. at least have like you know 10 ping on on a server instead of 100 they can't even figure out like their gaming streaming servers though bro i don't know if they're going to help them too much with uh well i guess they have no they it's, sold it's that right they sold thing. they sold uh sony online right entertainment like the soe years ago they didn't yeah they, so they like sold all, that, all of the companies that worked underneath the umbrella but they still have the umbrella themselves did they own the servers is that how that worked mm-hmm. they just yeah. sold like uh, the games and stuff all right yeah yeah so so i mean uh you know like like have you, you I, so with you subscribers to that pass i'm assuming you've never played like sony uh like the um playstation plus service you've never played like games on there where the servers are hosted by sony themselves and like uh i just use whatever it connects me to dude it's like a online thing where it's yeah but i see, click their, the game their, i play their the streaming game. stuff is different than their actual gaming stuff like it, yeah. it's 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 definitely modern so yeah like i said it, like for it in seems, game it'll be fine for streaming and stuff if you own like focus. a playstation or something too it seems mm-hmm. like a good experience because you download the games directly to it yeah. uh, instead of trying to stream it they i don't know it feels like they know the shortcomings but like they don't want to spend the time or money to try and fix like the streaming infrastructure at this point. They won't. Uh, <laughs> they won't. Yeah. There's, it's yeah, not a money maker. That's for fine. Them. And yeah. you're probably one of the 14 people who use it. So they're like, yeah. just as a pure like PC streaming yeah. thing, they're like, yeah. they're like, bro, this is if you have a PlayStation, this is to add to it. It's PlayStation Plus, asshole, not PlayStation yeah. Computer Plus, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
like even their Discord integration that they're touting right now, it's literally just um um your online presence. It's you can't chat on Discord with it. It's just online presence. So I'm like whatever. Uh, a good thing is I have an audio interface, so I was just I plug in the PS uh, five controller, um, route that through route my mic through that controller and with that so i can still talk on discord through the controller so it's yeah you know it's whatever not everybody has my setup though so you know hopefully and that's it's destiny man hmm. spongy and destiny and yeah, but yeah not a not a needle mover it's interesting but yeah you know even if like it's not for me like the game itself is not for me and i don't see foresee myself ever playing it so you know even like uh, the big first party sony fps the hell was that thing called Killzone. Yeah, Killzone. I wouldn't even want to see Bungie take on Killzone, dude. Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, don't, well, I mean, Guerrilla Games is pretty much done with that series too. So, I mean, yeah, you know. I don't know where you take that series. And like the last Killzone game they put out was having all kinds of technical issues, but it was a launch title. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you can't. It was a launch title for, uh, like, you can't uh, discount like. You can't take launch titles as a as gospel, but uh, they're they're pretty much done with the series in general. And from the you know bones of Killzone, we got Horizon, so yeah. I, I think we're in a Horizon's good place. doing good. We and got the new Killzone Horizon 2, game coming out. Horizon Two is so probably quest. one of the best games ever. Too like yeah. I, I loved Killzone too. So um, you know three and four, eh, fuck them. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, but yeah, man, that's uh, Bun- Sony bought Bungie, so that's the that's the last big acquisition news. But uh, uh, there's there's something that as an indie developer um, that we wanted to touch on that I think there's a huge mis- misconception from uh, devs versus people who uh, just want to play a game and that's yeah. Kickstarter and that's uh, yeah, these they're... Kickstarters that you know and, and Kickstarters are indie such a double edged yeah they're they're such a double edged sword for indie devs and and we're gonna tell you why i'll let chip take the reins here and, and chip has a very controversial like point to make but he's not <laughs> wrong so chip i'll uh, give that give you the con here yeah so from what i can see is like a lot of people when they give money to a, a kickstarter campaign or a, you know whatever a crowdfunding situation they want the creator to almost take like a vow of poverty and only use all of that money specifically just for the game, no matter like what the funding goal was, no matter like what the scope of the game was supposed to be like in the start, uh, they're like, everything that we give you above and beyond that needs to go directly into this. Like you're not allowed to make any profit on this. Like you, we don't care. Like the game has to be 10 times bigger and better. Uh, I think like the penultimate example of this is a uh, star citizen where like it has to be encompassing more and more stuff. Uh, the more money they have, which is, I think the, the most funded game ever of all time at this point. Uh, we might be living in Star Citizen right now. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it, it seems like no matter what the people's conception is, I gave you money for this. I almost feel like an investor in the project now. You do what I say. Well, you uh, are. <laughs> are you like, I, I look at it more as like a pre order, like your pre order and supporting like this endeavor have you, uh, have you given to a kickstarter it literally says you're investing in this you are legitimately <laughs> an investor <laughs> but, I, but go you're on. not getting like a cut of the profits though on the back and it's like so misleading that it, it sounds illegal actually like well, you're, you're not but the that's in the that's in the fine print though because the back rewards are your return on your investment like that's you know what you're getting you, you know like your your name and credits you know a i mean there's a pre-order bro like <laughs> like, you don't get like, your name and credits right. for pre-ordering the game yeah but like your return on your investment for pre-ordering is like the game right the content of the game what's the, what's the return on your investment for just legitimately investing it still the game yeah that's what i'm saying it's the same thing dude. Like, if you're an actual <laughs> investor in a game like you get a return on profit like everything that the game makes like you get shares of the company you get something this is why the indie scene made like a separate type of funding where it's like you can only you have to be a, an accredited investor uh, i think it was started by the folks at double fine and jonathan yep. blow and everybody I've, i don't know what the name of that thing is off the top of my head uh it's just like johnny appleseed or some nonsense but like you have to be like a certain like in the us you have to be an accredited investor which basically means you're rich somehow they don't think poor people can invest money properly and if you have money, then like you are somehow smarter. Like that's how the laws are. Like I think you, you need at least like one million dollars of liquid assets to become an accredited investor. 
uh, or an angel investor. And then there's all sorts of like tax credits and implications for that. Yes. Uh, you're not an accredited investor on, on a crowdfunding platform. Like this is a pre order again, like nobody's going to stop them from saying like the language is bad until like government entities step in and tell them like, yo, you're, you're selling bullshit. Like you're not an investor. Like you're pre-ordering something or like you're paying upfront for a good or a service that doesn't exist yet. Uh, and then there's like risk involved in that. And like, that's always upfront on the page uh, where they're like, Hey, the risk is this doesn't happen. LOL. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. people are like suing now because it didn't happen. LOL. <laughs> they're well, those, like, all those cases get thrown out. It doesn't Yeah. like you, is... you know, the risk like, uh, look at Shenmue three, right? Uh, I, I would argue that the series as a whole is is worse off having Shenmue 3 exist <laughs> than because yeah. it was too long of a wait. And it actively diminishes the Gaming has games. evolved beyond what Shenmue 1 and 2 did. Um, and the creator hasn't hasn't evolved himself so yeah. you get he should have just stuck to his with... book story that he wanted to do he's like it's like a 10 novel a book yeah yeah should have just did that the, another game <laughs> so now and then the worst part is he didn't even complete it you know he's like he's like ah there's, there's gonna be another game no, uh, i don't care anymore <laughs> you know <laughs> um that game would never have happened without kickstarter um so i i think kickstarter is one of those things where um, it's like your last ditch ever. I don't think there's anything wrong with crowdfunding. I think it's a tool. It's a tool that's a means to the to an end. But what you, people don't realize that, especially when it's these AAA uh, level crowdfunding source or goals, they don't realize how much actually goes into making a video game. You know, like yeah. uh, you take Double Fine, the 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 most successful crowdfunding stuff they've ever done. You know, uh, Broken Age, uh, Psychonauts Two. Things like that. First, let's talk about Psychonauts 2 for a second. Uh, the reason that game got to be completed is because Microsoft came in and bought them. Because yeah. AAA games take so much to make. It's, it's and These guys are, are professionals. This is what they do for their career. This is their livelihood. <laughs> Every day. And it still took them <laughs> so long to make it, you know? And, and yes, we got a banger of a game out of it. But, uh, you know, uh, like $10 million dollars is now. not enough to make a triple a game you know that that's yeah. that's the sad sad fact of it um, you're looking at like an a level game <laughs> yeah yeah so I'm, I'm, so whenever i look at a kickstarter for a game if it's like a property that hasn't had a game in a while i and i'm interested in it i will shoot for it so currently the i'm only investing in one kickstarter and that's uh die by the die by the blade um, it's a game that uh, is heavily inspired by Bushido Blade, which was a fighting game where you had limb damage and like one hit could kill you. It's a one-on-one fighting wow. game like that. It seems amazing, and no other game was like it. Uh, and now these people are coming together to create a game like it with a good net code and things like that. Um, they are they, they're putting up updates and stuff, but it's definitely not a AAA game. It looks great, I, but you know I don't have any any reservations about putting my money towards it because it's something that it doesn't exist in the space right now that i want and i'm okay with with giving money to it you know i would also just put out here for just like a quick frame of reference and like this is you know subject to change or whatever this is just my kind of opinion on it i would say like anything under a million dollars i would consider like an a game here you're going to see things that are mostly like store-bought assets or like farmed out stuff because like it's going to be a way smaller team smaller developer i'd say you're five to ten million you're getting into like a double a game you're going to see like a more experienced team with like uh knowledge of the space and it's going to be more custom uh code and assets in the game i would say above 50 million uh you're going to get into the triple a territory this is a bigger team of at least like you know 200 to a thousand people uh, and maybe they're farming out a lot of like the asset creation or programming or dialogue or voice acting. Uh, a lot of times it. you'll have it'll be the professionals in the space though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's a big, it's a known entity. It's like your double fines and stuff like. But if you give them a double A or an A budget, like the like you get what you get. <laughs> like you, and like they're really pushing the envelope of uh, the possibility. Like a lot of it's coming out of pocket or their own time and energy. It becomes more of a labor of love, uh, what they're doing, uh, where they're hitting so, up friends and family to be like, they're calling in the favors, basically, to, to get like Psychonauts 2 done. So I will say um, there are definitely exceptions to your to your role here. Yeah. Um, one of the greatest just games like a, of all time. a huge generalization. Uh, 
Hollow Knight was a Kickstarter project. It made $57,000. Its goal was 5000 That's one of the most... It's, it's everything in that game is hand-drawn. It's a custom engine. It's, you know, they, Team Cherry made yeah. everything. Um, I I would say that Hollow Knight warrants AAA love. You know, like, it's... Um, I would say from, uh, like, where Shovel it started, as well. they definitely, uh, you know... It, it was a way smaller game too. Like, yeah, I think you're thinking about it now because they've gotten the AAA love and all the expansions uh, that it, they've had since then. But it's been over five years, I think, of like them consistently developing for it, bringing on more people, uh, bringing up the it's scope the of it. It's still the same team. Yeah, but yeah, but they've built up from that core team to a, a, a much bigger team. Uh, mm-hmm. No, is it just no, the same dudes? No, still the same, I, I don't same know about that. Dudes. I, I can 100% guarantee you it's the same dudes. They they, they have a very in-depth uh, dev blog um, All right. with each individual thing. So, I, But I, like I said, they're an exception. But, yeah, uh, it's over you know, like five, six years, It's like 14 too. people. So, you know. 14 people over like half a decade of their time yeah. and energy and love into a, a single endeavor. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, paid off because, you know, yeah. they own their rights. And, you know, but uh, I, th- I think that people need to curb their expectations for a lot of things because a lot of kickstarters too that are like indie dev stuff it's either like a single developer or a small team and if you if you look and none of them has, have ever made anything you got to curb your expectations a little bit they don't know what what will it will actually take to complete the game they don't know they they just shoot for a number and go okay this is a lot of times people like will do it for like a year out They're like yeah. what, what can it realistically take to complete this game in the next the- year the landscapes also changed as well with people's expectations where people want the game within the next seven to eight months now from like when they fund it yeah. they, like early on kickstarter stuff people were like way more uh lenient they're like oh it's gonna take you know two to three years and people are like all right let's go uh yeah i want like because it was part of it is like you're buying into the adventure of creating the game like you want the blogs you want to hear like the the firesides the the one-on-ones when you want to see early concept stuff like it's a lot of uh enthusiasts in the space of like funding uh these types of uh games yeah so what i'd say is um people who and i think kickstarter has gotten better and people are are know what it is now but yeah. um a lot of especially when people were mad about like the stuff that kickstarted um what you wanted was an early access game you didn't want to kickstart something you wanted something that's already playable that's just at a, playing now you know non-feature complete state so I, th- I think people like with early access existing, people need to curb their expectations and go, what do I actually want? Because I, I look yeah. at Kickstarter as a new idea that probably hasn't been done yet, or it's, a, or it's an idea that's a refresh that has been done in years, and um, it's there. I mean, I've mean, gotten burned on some Kickstarters that have never seen the light of day, or that just when when they were completed weren't the games that I thought they were going to be, and that's okay. You know, that's that's yeah. what you get with investing. And um, yeah. I would say like. If you're treating it more like that, you like part of being an investor is like your due diligence, like to spend, you know, five minutes before you give somebody uh, a stranger on the internet money, like yeah. figure out who that person is, like look at all their social medias. Uh, oh, I forgot this guy's name. There's a guy on YouTube who like has, he's like indie game dev and like people have been sending him their Kickstarters to be like, Hey man, can you like take a look? What can I do better on this? Uh, what went wrong? Uh, and like the first thing he does when he goes to like a Kickstarter is he's like, all right, let me Google this company name. Let me Google the people involved and like look at their social media present presence. Uh, and he's like, yeah, bro, you're on Twitter. You got like three followers. This is why like you, you're not translating into sales here. Like uh, you built out a mailing list of like 3000 people, but that's not going to translate to people actually wanting to like fund what you're doing here. It yeah. It is such a, a competitive space where it's like you he'll look him he'll be like do you have have you spent 50 dollars on a steam page to like lock in like you know like show people that you at least have a steam page with like the game concept already there you know it's like basic stuff like that so like you gotta do your due diligence when you're funding these things and like i think most people are and they're wising up and that's why like it less things are getting funded is because people are like okay has this person made anything before do they have any social media do this does this person exist Uh, it's yeah yeah people are uh, after the double fine boom with uh, broken age and uh you know psychonauts of course um people thought that uh you know it was just like an instant the game's gonna get made like you don't realize there's other factors in like you said like like at the top of the 
of the conversation topic here, you said people, they want you to take a vow of poverty. I look at, and, and, and the good Kickstarters for gaming will say cost of living, you know, involved. Yeah. There's, there. I, I can't remember, and, and I apologize for not remembering the person's name or the game they made. It's one of the Kickstarters I backed, though, that actually got completed. The guy um, asked for, I believe it was like 25 grand, right? The yeah. reason why he asked for 25 grand, he goes, I've actually, he's like, I lost my job. This is what I made per year. Or this is what I, I had left to make for the rest of this year. I told my family that I would spend the rest of this year making this game and completing it. To do to do this, he's like, I don't need anything from you guys except for cost of living to complete my vision. He's like, he's like I, I've gotten enough of this game done to the point where it, um, he, he had a demo. He's like, if you guys like it, I would love to keep working on it. He's like, regardless of this Kickstarter succeeding or not, um, um, I will still work on this game. But it's the difference is, will it be out this year versus will it be out, you know, three years from now? Because he'd have to look for a job. Yep. So, so um, you know, and I, I, I donated to the Kickstarter. And uh, it's been so long ago, I can't remember what it was, though. But, uh, you know, long, long story short, the game raised about $65,000. So it was more than he ever wanted. Um, yeah. uh, and And I think, like, for me... Like I, I donated to it uh, after way after he completed his goal, right? Because I found it. I was like, I was like, as a fellow indie dev, that's the most honest Kickstarter I've ever seen. You know, yeah. yes, he had goals and stuff. Going okay, if I have this much money, I'll, I'll add this, this, this. I would this, say but. it's like honest, but like that's just the reality of life. Like things cost mm-hmm. money. Like your time is like equivalent to money. Like everything we like electricity costs money, food costs money. Like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you just want to hire somebody to like program, like you're looking at it, like a hundred K like you, on the cheap end, maybe you could find somebody for like 50 to 60,000. Uh, well, that's for, like, for, I mean a year, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, a year yeah, of their yeah. time to yeah. like work. Like you're not getting a game done in less than a year. So like yeah. you're looking at like two years minimum. So that's like 120,000 right there or right off the jump, just for a programmer. There's some uh, crazy, want- there's some crazy devs who can make a game in a couple months. Like those guys are, are turning yeah. some games out. So I mean, I, it's, mean, I, it's I was possible, watching one but- guy, one guy was doing it and he was making 80,000 and it's like a dude, like you said, and like mm-hmm. all he does full time is indie game dev and he puts out like two to three games. He has like several publishers he works with. Uh, and he was like, on average, he's been pulling in like about 80,000 and it's taken him like about five years to build up to that point. Yeah. Uh, but like, that's pre-taxes and stuff too. Like that's, uh, that's not a ton of money, but like as a solo game dev, if, like you're is. doing the thing it, you love. It's uh, getting all of it. You take taxes out 30%, or it, you know, if that, and uh, yeah, it's still, still yeah, good. Like uh, health insurance, uh, you know, just everything <laughs> else, dude, like you're, you're making above, you know, like depending uh, on average. Yeah. Depending <laughs> on where you live. Yeah. Like, I think like yeah. they say like average is like 50,000 in the U S right now. Uh, for a household income. So you're making about a uh, slightly above a household income uh, just doing that. Whereas like if he took his, you know, abilities as a programmer and just went out and like found some like tech startup, like he might be able to be making like double or triple that uh, yeah, working for right. somebody else, but he's not doing what he loves and yeah. everything else. And like uh, the potential's there for like higher growth and owning like all of your own shit as well. Like, like any one of his projects kicks off and like he's, he's making a lot more money. Uh, I see the same issue with uh, some projects I've seen crowdfunded where they raise $40,000 and they're like, this is a huge success, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they've been working on this game for one year already and it's not going to be done for another year. There's three people on their team. $40,000 amongst three people is nothing. Like, again, it's like this weird, like, vow of poverty where it's like, yeah, you know, we've been working on this part-time for a year. Uh, We have a demo. Uh, and now we're like, we're ready to like put out our demo and start getting crowdfunding. And it's like, we raised like 40,000. We're asking for 20. This is a huge success. I'm like, bro, that's a massive failure. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Like to me, I'm like, you each are getting like 15 K off of that money. If you're lucky. Right. Like and that's yeah. pre-taxes. That's like poverty, bro. Like you've literally, you're taking the poverty vow, uh, to work on this game. Like it's, it's nuts, dude. Like, I, I don't know. I don't understand the economics of it. I think. Uh, it's a lot of younger people as well. And this is like what the yes. industry preys on is uh, they'll turn out uh, developers and designers. Uh, they'll work them to death. They'll pay them garbage. And then they're like, oh, there's there's a fresh batch coming out of college next year. We'll hire that'll, so, that'll, that'll work in these horrible conditions. 
So the uh, rule of thumb now is if you're going the uh, Kickstarter route, um, uh, a, a good thing is like 10% of y- your funding should be or should be Kickstarter if you're going to, and, and it should be to push your game over the finish line, not to start start the race. Yeah. You know, um, uh, Double Fine thankfully set set that precedent because they you know they had they used to have the most successful Kickstarter ever because of Broken Age. Um, they were pretty thorough in their things, but then it's, here's the thing: when you get when you hit your goal and you you set additional goals, that's where feature creep is, and that's what we we on this pod and other gaming pods and gaming uh, game design things will will advise against. Don't let feature creep come in. And yeah. the problem with Kickstarter is once you have more money and you and you have to add these additional goals, that is legitimately feature creep that these people are paying for. You know, so yeah. like uh, like the bloodstained. Uh, KJ and, or uh, um, uh, Koji Kondo. I, I can't. Remember. Man, I'm gonna. It's gonna bug me. Uh, <laughs> Fune? No, uh, the guy who made you know Castlevania. <laughs> um, man, why am I not? Why am I blanking on his name? You're editing this, bro. You can I, just. I, I sure am. I <laughs> edited right here. I remember. You know, it's just gonna go. All right. Um, but uh, they were like, okay, we're gonna add multi well, multiplayer speedrun mode. You didn't have to. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, it's like it's uh, but Kitchen of Fude with Mighty Number no. Nine feature creep fucking killed that game. You know, yeah. Um, and then people he, just wanted like a simple Mega Man 3D game because Capcom wasn't doing it. No, Mighty uh, Number no. Nine was 2D, but but yeah. Um, I mean, he's, it was 2.5. But yeah. uh, you're you're right. It's it's uh, Capcom wasn't doing it. They were excited. Uh, but this guy's made games before, so they felt comfortable giving him his money. Made Mega but, Man's before, but then they on teams. they had. You know, it had so much, so many issues going up because they didn't. One, they didn't raise enough money. Two, their their timeline was so fucking off, and it, <laughs> it proved that KJ Anafuni cannot run a company. You know, it, it proved that. And then he started another Kickstarter before Mighty Number no. Nine was even done. He's like, "Here's my next Kickstarter. You guys, you guys liked uh, Mega Man Legends? Here it is. Here's here it is, baby. We're gonna we're gonna rock that boat again. We're gonna make That's a right. Mega Man Legends game." And that Kickstarter didn't even get funded, and it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like he was he was counting his his eggs before they hatched, you know. And dreaming big, man. He was like, I'm gonna relaunch this whole thing and make a whole of uh, you know universe based on this. He's like, I'm got animations planned. I got yeah, yeah. He's like, it's gonna got, be cartoons. Yeah, it's gonna be cartoons. Yeah. It's gonna be great, dude. Uh, and everyone was like, bro, just just finish the project first. Like, <laughs> give us uh, this bootleg Mega Man first, bro. How about that? Uh, Koji Igarashi. That's the guy's name. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's the Castlevania guy. But when he made when he did Bloodstained, right? Uh, one of the things that they did that was really good, I thought, was uh, Curse of the Moon. So they're like, okay, we're gonna make this uh, Metroidva- Metroidvania game that's inspired by Symphony of the Night. But then they go. Uh, stretch goal we're gonna make curse of the moon which was inspired by castlevania 3 so they made two games off the kickstarter for one game it's 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 absolutely incredible so while bloodstained was being made curse of the moon came out which was like castlevania 3 that that came out and that was available for purchase people who kickstarted it got it of course but you know then it had additional purchases so that was another funnel of money coming in so you can complete bloodstained and then you know bloodstained came out did very well and now we have bloodstained 2 but also they did the exact same thing. They were like, okay, here's Curse of the Moon too. You know, so you know, there's you know, so you have we got four games from like one Kickstarter. So I, I think that uh, uh Igarashi did you know an incredible job of learning from his peers' past mistakes. You yeah. know. And uh and then when that Kickstarter was out, they they actually came out saying some of these things aren't gonna make the game, like we're sorry, but it's it costs more money than we realized. Like I believe the speedrunning portion didn't make it in. Yeah. Um, I think maybe in an update later it did, but uh, they, they were just honest. They're like, "Yes, you you paid for this, but it's not going to happen." You know, and that's that's the hard hard conversation that people have to have. And I mean, it's the conversation uh, devs have with publishers all the time. Yeah, where they're yep. like, "Hey, we need this to go gold uh, in the next six months," and they're like, "Well, we're going to have to cut some stuff." And they're like, "Okay, what's not core features to this game?" This yep. is where you see games shipping without multiplayer or. So with only multiplayer <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we're like this is a core feature like yeah, get rid of it we don't need multiplayer just get the main the core campaign done uh or they'll be like we need multiplayer fuck the rest of the campaign like most people are only going to play like three or four hours of this game anyway uh just cut the scope way down 
yep. so like these these conversations always happen between uh, developers and publishers. Yep, we're behind just the in, scenes. involved in it now. That's yeah. the thing. Uh, you're right. You're right. I think that uh, you know it, the reason like people are like fuck publishers. They're always evil. Like they want return on investment as well. But I also think yeah. that that publishers are a necessary evil because uh, they could stop feature creep from a lot of games. You know, like. Yeah. Uh, like the games that are self-published a lot of the time, like we look at uh, uh, Ion Storm, right? Um, ran by John Romero, uh, you know, a bunch of rock star game developers coming together to create Deus Ex, Daikatana, and, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> and what else? Because every game that they've come out, that they made, feature creep happened. And like, like the games just got so bloated, they never came out. You know, Deus Ex was their, was their magnum opus as a studio. And Deus Ex and Deus Ex 2, Invisible Revolution or Invisible War or whatever, uh, were their two games that were there. Other than that, you know, Daikatana, and, uh, which was notoriously terrible, you know? Yeah, you can look at like uh, uh, Duke Nukem Forever, which is like the one of the craziest dev stories for feature creep and just like the return on investment got so massive where like it collapsed the studio in on itself. Yeah. Whereas like yes. you guys have spent so much time. There's no way we're making back this money. We just need to like sell this and like try and recoup something for like all the publishers and like investment on time that that's happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just quick, quick looked up Ironstorm's games, uh, Daikatana, Anachronix, which was also a very ambitious game that was not what people wanted when it came out. Uh, Deus Ex Invisible War, Thief 3, Deadly Shadows, which was regarded as not the best thief for sure. Uh, something called Dominion, Storm Over Gift. Uh, the fuck, it's some RTS. But yeah, you know, you have yes, Warhammer. essentially one game, you know? <laughs> so, Future Creep is a big thing, and, uh, you know, you gotta. You get, you, someone has to stop you because someone has to save you from yourself, whether it's your uh, Kickstarter investors or if it's a publisher. Um, you even hear this about like a single indie game does with like Stardew Valley, where that guy just was a mad lad who's like, I'm just going to work on this game by myself and do everything. And then it wasn't until he was like, at some point they're like, all right, I got to put this out. And then like, as soon as he like committed to that, he was like, oh shit, I need to like start getting rid of stuff and like tightening down everything that already exists and just get it ready for launch. Uh, yep. And then after he launched, he's like, oh, no, there's all these bugs I didn't even know about. <laughs> so yep. he had to, like, go and like, just fix all this shit that like had just creeped into the game over time. He is uh, one of the most, like, just ambitious guys, honestly. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, he made Stardew Valley where his computer desk was, like, a bunch of books stacked onto on top of each other. Like, the dude did it, and, and it was, like, a really old computer, and and he just really wanted a Harvest Moon-like game and was pissed that no other game went. And <laughs> Harvest Moon was, like, you know, going away from itself. And the now dude's it's a, a pimp, dude. He somehow stuff, convinced like, his it, girlfriend his, yeah. to, like, bankroll his lifestyle. <laughs> dude, he is, he, he is the blueprint, brother. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out Stardew Valley, he, he, like, learned how to romance uh, from Stardew. <laughs> from uh, <laughs> he's to romance people, he's like he doesn't like. He's like a flower he found, like on you know this man, on his daily walk, and he's like, oh, I'm just working on this thing. This it's like he pays with paragon. like <laughs> <laughs> paid yeah, with like bro. sunflower seeds and flowers he found. He get any forest, yeah, uh, yeah. published about in the park. <laughs> that's yeah, how that's he funded a, his game. Let's uh, wrap up here and just uh, any final thoughts on this. I, I'll, I'll I'll go first before I lose it. Um, you know, when you kickstart something, just realize there's more to it than what you're putting, than the $10 you're putting in, you know, whether it's a million people putting in $10 or just you, there's more to game dev than what they're putting on paper. Not, it's, it's hard to con convey everything and just, just trust that the game will be made. Like you can be mad. It's your money. I get it. But, you know, before you even put it out there, you know, like if you when you go to buy a car, you also got to buy the gas, right? You know what I mean. Just like there's other costs that may be hidden, maybe not, but you know, just give Kickstarter guys a break and let them live their lives. I so. would, oh, for me, I would go the opposite, right? You're talking about like getting to the finish line. Mm -hmm. I would say get rid of like your weird sense of entitlement for like above and beyond. Like if their funding goal is like fifty thousand and they somehow raise like two million dollars. Don't think that you're going to get a $2 million like double A game now. If they promised you a single A indie game within like six months, that's what you're getting, dude. Like you're not getting like a now all of a sudden like 
all that extra money they have to like put into uh this game like that's you're not entitled to that like you didn't fund that like stop like yeah. you, you if anything you've given that uh creator more runway uh for stuff they can create for the next three or four years yeah yeah all right man uh my kids just showed up into the room so i'm gonna call it here <laughs> uh, but uh it's the this has been the combo wombo podcast i am mr gimpy chipmunk and those are my kids see you guys later take care everybody Peace. we out